Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Talking with Intention. My name is Michael. I'm Walter. We're so glad that you decided to join us today as we talk about patience. It's been a while since we uploaded an episode, and I'm going to give you guys an update on where we've been and what the future of this podcast is going to look like at the end of this episode. But today, right now, we want to jump into patience. Walter, you want to share how this topic first came up, how this was introduced to into our lives recently? Yeah, I think we really started talking about it a lot. We had a sermon at the church here that we both go to called Hope Chapel in Santa Rosa. And the Pastor Colby there gave a, a message on patience. So that was really impactful for at least me and I think several of the others that were there. We were going through the fruit of the Spirit and got to patience. And it kind of just got the ball rolling for me thinking about patience in my own life and how to work towards it and how to get rid of some of the, I guess, suffering of waiting and lack of patience. Because mm, that's the the word that's translated to patience or one of the words that's translated to patience in scripture is macrothumia, mm -hmm. which means literally translates as long suffering. Yeah. Which is kind of funny. Um, right. And I think that's a good, that's a good opener for it too, to like expand it a little bit more from just, especially what, as Americans we go to, I think when we're thinking about patience immediately, you're like thinking of standing in line. Um, or at least that's where my head goes is like, okay, be patient. Yeah. I'm like in a waiting room somewhere or standing in line waiting for the checkout line. That's like where you practice or fail at patience, <laughs> <laughs> which is definitely true. But I think there's a broader kind of meaning to it, which is, yeah, how patience or lack thereof all comes down to how you handle suffering of some sort, you know? Yeah. And I, I think it's interesting. I've heard in music and uh, just I don't know exactly where, I, if I could give any specific examples, but a lot of culture nowadays tends to almost brag about not having any patience. Mm. Like I've heard some things that or just seem, make it seem like, hey, having patience is almost misconstrued as or apathy. Yeah, or that, being lazy. Yeah, or being lazy. And I think it goes back to like this whole hustle culture yeah. thing of, the most successful people are working constantly yeah. and you have to always be moving as quickly as you possibly can and anything yeah. that slows you down is an obstacle and, and if you're patient it's almost like well you're falling behind then and, yeah. and I don't have any patience so that's why I'm successful I'm going right. to be great because I'm not patient and I never stop hmm. and yeah, I, think uh, that's true. I think that's just kills any sense of peace that we can have in our life hmm it's interesting trying to steal the word patience back from that mindset. Yeah, kind of a negative connotation. Yeah, because that's what it's, where it seems to be headed as, as the world continues to get quicker and quicker hmm. with more technology and cars getting faster and the world seeming to get smaller with the internet and FaceTime and business meetings over Zoom and they, you don't even have to walk down the hall to go into a conference room for your meeting. You just get a call on your computer right there and everything's just happening faster all the time. And yeah. the more time-saving technology we come up with, the less time we seem to have. <laughs> yeah. You know, we're just, yeah. every second that we save, we immediately fill it with two other things. Mm -hmm. 
but I mean that, and the whole point I think that we've come to realize is how damaging this can be for our lives and for I think an abundant life and that mm. eudaimonia that we talked about I don't know maybe two years ago now we Way did an episode back, yeah. on that trying to have a fulfilled life I think this sense of hurry and and hustling working all the time mm -hmm. and constantly trying to work for the next thing is just extremely contrary to that yeah yeah I think it definitely can be detrimental to having a peaceful life for sure. And I think my biggest struggle is with frustration, mm. mostly with like in terms of time management. So I'll have an expectation of how I think I'll use my time. And if it goes differently, and especially if it takes longer than I was expecting, I get super frustrated, which is really just a, a fancy form of impatience. I have my expectations of where I'll be, what I'll be doing, how long it will take. And then when those aren't met, I get frustrated. Um, and that's my biggest thing that throws me out of whack as a person. Mm -hmm. And so realizing that was, I think, what made this sermon that we heard so impactful to realize and start trying to make some progress on that. Definitely not completely done away with, but it's been helpful to recognize and make some steps towards kind of getting rid of that mindset of here's my expectations and if they're not met then my day is ruined yeah and i think that's one of the most obvious benefits to having patience and working on it immediately is just that you can face a slightly longer wait in line somewhere or something and not lose it you not know i mean way out of whack yeah and if you th just it, it picture in your head two people, a patient person and an impatient person who are standing in line or stuck in traffic, which one of them seems to be having a better day? Both of them are in the same situation, but the impatient person is just frustrated and irritated about everything that's about their failed or missed expectations, whereas patience just allows you to be like, okay, I'm going to wait. And this is okay. I don't have to be there as when I expect it to be. Right. Uh, I think a lot of it, I realized a lot of it has to do with what you're waiting for, or even the broader sense, what are you suffering for? Um, and I thought of this, we went to Target and Amy was going to get some coffee. So I like got in line with her and there was like two people in front of us and it was taking so long. And so naturally, I, it started ruining my day and I was just getting real frustrated with it. And I realized, man, if this was a line for a free car, I would not be upset at all. But it's a line for coffee. I don't even like coffee. And so this five minute wait is driving me crazy. Mm. I think what the time or the suffering when it doesn't seem worth it for whatever we're waiting for or mm -hmm. suffering for that's when it's really, really frustrating. Yeah. A coffee that I'm not even going to drink was not worth that five minute wait. So I started going crazy and getting super impatient. I think that's true of almost any time I've been impatient. It's because it feels like the, the goal is not worth the journey that it's taking to get there. 
it's tough because you don't realize that you're impatient. You just mm. know that you're irritated. Yeah. And you don't think about it as impatience. You just think about how frustrated you are that there's this obstacle being the line in mm. front of you that's keeping you from moving on with your life or getting what you want. It makes me think of something. You can tell me, Walter, if this is impatience in me or not. Oh. So I've got our friend Taylor, who we did a episode with, I don't know, a while ago now. Every, all of the episodes were a while ago at this <laughs> point, but he likes to laugh at me because if we're in a store somewhere and I'm, let's say I'm going to buy a hat or something and I'm heading to the checkout line and I see that there's a long checkout line. Oh yeah. More often than not, I'll just put the hat back. Just give up. And I'll just like, <laughs> eh, I don't care. And it doesn't, even now, I don't know that I feel would think that it's impatience. Yeah. I'm not sure that I'm convinced it's impatience. Yeah. And maybe it's just my pride and we might not wanting to to admit, to, to admit that I'm being impatient. <laughs> yeah. In my head, I think it's it's more like the, I don't know that I necessarily need this hat enough to spend the time to get it. You know, because the hat doesn't matter, and I know that the hat doesn't matter. But if it's a dollar and I wanted it, then I'm like, yeah, sure. But it's like the time that I'd spend waiting in line costs more than a dollar does to me, and so the time makes it not worth it. It's almost like it's at it makes it more expensive than i thought it was going to be yeah does that, that sound like patience it sounds a little bit like impatience it, especially the way you start talking about time as being super valuable like that it's, it's like true but i don't you know i think time is valuable and i, I agree. don't think that impatience means not taking your time seriously at all i wouldn't say that those are contrary i think ideas. it's yeah i don't know how to phrase this well but it's a grabbing motion of your time yeah kind of latching onto it and I just feel that's something I feel myself doing when I'm starting to get my day thrown out of whack I'm like grabbing onto my time and trying to like hold it all in as best I can we don't want to become I guess so attached to our time that it upsets us when we lose any of it almost like greedy with our time yeah but we also want to spend our time wisely and so for me, going back to my $1 hat, is I'm not spending that time wisely. So like, it's worth a dollar to me. And just like, I want to spend my money wisely. It would be foolish of me to spend $20 on that hat. And it, it'd be worth it for me to spend 30 seconds on that hat, but it's not worth it for me to spend five minutes on that hat. Yeah, exactly. So like, what was the goal there? If it's the hat, it's totally not worth it to go stand in line. Um, and that's something I was thinking about, like with my own runs into town where it's like, okay, my goal is to get in, get the groceries, get out. Maybe what I, maybe one solution or at least one practice that could help with patients is reorient towards a completely different goal. Like maybe that's a mini goal, but what if the meta goal is to abide in Christ, bless people around us? That's super easy to do in line. That's super easy to do out of line. It doesn't matter. The line is not an obstacle to that. That's very true. And so... And like, yeah, it's about your perspective is the same thing. Yeah. Just like we were talking about when you're standing in line and you get irritated, you don't realize that it's because you're impatient. Mm. You just know that you're irritated. Yeah. And it's because we've lost our perspective on yeah. what's actually happening and what we're supposed to be doing yeah. with every moment of our lives. It's like we make that small goal the ultimate goal, getting 
getting through the checkout line with your groceries is the big goal of your day. And if it doesn't happen, then that was your day and it is ruined because you made that your day. If you make that instead the small goal, and you can make it as small as you can, you know, you can make it a tiny goal that's like hardly worth anything, whether you make it to get groceries or not, and then nest that somewhere within a way bigger goal. And I think the way you like, okay, what is that bigger goal? There's a ton of great ones in the Bible to choose from as a Christian, right? Like I said, abide in Christ, maybe to glorify God, to bless others, to love well, you know, you can pick and choose from a bunch of different amazing big goals that we can have in our life that can't really be impeded by a line or a weight or suffering. You can still accomplish all of those goals Mm -hmm. regardless. In the same situation, you know, I might say this hat, thinking about the small goal isn't worth spending five minutes in line. I want to save those five minutes. But the thing is, I'll I'll go home with that five extra minutes and I'll spend it scrolling on my phone, looking at videos that I don't care about and I'm not even going to remember, you know? And it's, we are so greedy with our time and then we'll go and we'll waste it on doing nothing that matters at all. And it's I made me think of when I go for a walk with my dog in the woods and the dog will sprint out ahead of me and then stop and stare and wait for me to catch up and then I'll catch up and it'll sprint out again and then stop and look anywhere any faster. You're not going anywhere any faster, but you're working so much harder. (laughs) Huh. And I feel like that's kind of what we do is we are hustling, 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 trying to work towards getting this, getting that, Mm. getting more money, getting more things, getting more time, saving our time so that we can spend it on other stuff and be more productive and so that we can maximize the amount of time that we can spend doing nothing. Just sitting on our phone at home, playing video games, binging Netflix shows, whatever else. It's not... Saving up for a truth that never comes. Yeah. It's kind of, yeah, it's kind of skiing for sure. Yeah. Um, And I think... People do that in a lot of ways with their time, um, in their careers too. Like, oh, I'll just hunker down and take this job that's sucking the life out of me. Yeah. So that later on I can, you know, live the life that I want. I think there's a lot of different ways that people do that, you know, save up for something that never comes. They're like, keep waiting to live the life that they actually want to live. Yeah. The flip side and the reason that patience is sometimes viewed as apathy is that people, apathy can be disguised as patience. You Mm. can think that you're patient and you really are just apathetic about your life Mm. and not really pushing yourself or trying to do anything just to look at the other side of it. You know, like there are a lot of people are hustling and like the dog or sprinting out ahead, but then some people are just sitting on the ground doing nothing. And I think the perfect patience and spending our time wisely as possible would look something like moving at the same pace as time is actually passing us by in that it's i think it's going to be hard to kind of to grasp but another way of looking at that is just living in the moment and having perspective on each moment so that we can have peace and choose to have joy once we have peace and just really experience the moments that we're living and not be irritated that 
we're standing in line instead of walking through Target already on our way to get our groceries. But just be there and look around and notice the people that are there, the real people. Because that's the part of the problem is when we're in traffic, when we're in a line and we're waiting and there's people in our way that are keeping us from getting where we wanted to be on time. We don't see a bunch of human beings. We see obstacles in our way that are keeping us from getting getting what we want. And that's why we get so irritated. But to have patience and that peace to stop and see, just seeing people for who they are and that these are other people that God created and loves just as much as you. And even if you don't talk to them, even if you don't interact with them in any way, just to see them in that way, I feel like you gain that perspective that you lose with the impatience and irritation. Yeah. I think it's well summed up in like the fact that love takes time. Yeah. Love is patient. Love is patient. (laughs) That's the first thing on, you know, that whole chapter all about love. The very first thing, love is patient. It takes it takes a lot of time to to sink into people to actually express or receive love. And I think that's one of the biggest reasons why maybe we should continue to slow down in these times is that is our bigger goal as Christians, to love well. And if we're not able to take the time to wait in line, we're not going to be able to take the time to love the people that are in line with us. If we do some funny stuff, just because we're impatient. I think about cars passing each other mm. in, you know, on a regular just two-lane country road. It, let's not even talk about illegal passing, just a perfectly legal move. I've done it plenty of times. There's a passing lane, a car's moving five miles an hour slower than you were wanting to go. Mm-hmm. And so you pass it, which is perfectly legal, but it's a, I mean, I think we can say it's a little bit risky to cross into the other lane to, and speed up to get around this car. It's not insanely dangerous or anything like that, but a lot of times we'll do that just not because we had, are on a time crunch or going to be late to a meeting or anything like that, but literally just because th- we're not moving as fast as we wanted to be. And it gets under our skin so much. and. I think, I, I just feel like our life is better if you stop and just be like, I'm just going to just slow down a little bit every so often and just practice patience as a spiritual discipline and taking time and be like, okay, instead of fasting this car, just practice slowing down slightly because there's no reason other than you're not moving through your day as quickly as you want yeah. it to be. Yeah, I think there's this illusion that life starts when you get home or life starts when the weekend gets here. Life starts when you're on vacation. But that illusion steals so much because you're still alive when you're in line, when you're driving home. Like that's still, that's your life. You can also enjoy that. Years of your life in a car. And if you never learn to enjoy the moments when you're just driving, just walking, just standing in line. Yeah. If you can never enjoy that, that's a lot of your life that you're just not going to be able to enjoy ever. Yeah. yeah. So tying this in, we both read a book soon after this, which tied in so well with all these things we'd already been thinking about called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. By by John Mark Comer. John Mark Comer. There Mm -hmm. you go. Which was, I would say, life-changing, which sounds super dramatic, but we both have changed our lives around some of the 
things that were called out in this book. And so definitely highly recommended. And one of the little practices that is talked about in this book is like, what if we got in the longer line when we're waiting for gas <laughs> or when we're waiting for checkout? Like, what if you just stick it to the impatience, stick it to the man there and get in the longer line at the checkout line just to kind of, yeah, practice not worrying about going as fast as you possibly can. Yeah. You know, it's I thought that was really fascinating. And so like, if I saw somebody do that, I would think they were insane. Yeah. And it that just, just shows so contrary to everything yeah. about our culture. But it's, I think that it's, it's, our culture has gotten so focused on faster and faster mm -hmm. and faster. Yeah. And trying to speed things up constantly with technology that it almost calls for us to be a rebel a little bit and yeah. tr go choose the longer line, practice slowing down yeah. and having patience a little bit. I've got a verse here that I thought was interesting from Proverbs. And there's a couple different translations. So I'll read the first one that I saw. It's Proverbs 16.32, which is better to be slow to anger than a warrior and better to have self-control than capture a city. And other translations say better to be patient than a warrior mm -hmm. or to have patience and better to have self-control or other translations say better is he who rules his spirit than mm -hmm. he who captures a city. Yeah. Which I think the especially masculine culture hustle culture of mm. successful people are working hard all the time very much has a warrior mindset you know and that mm. you have to be a warrior and a warrior somebody who goes out and is fighting all the time yeah for tr whatever their ideal version of success is and they're always working towards more and working towards better and never appreciating what they have. We have pretty much already said this, but you're not living your life because you're trying to get to what you think your life should be or will be in 10 years if you sacrifice everything for it now. And I'm not saying not to work hard or and not I'm definitely not saying not to have goals, but while you're working hard, while you're working towards those goals, you also can enjoy where you're at and enjoy the journey and enjoy your life. And I think that's what we're losing in this hurry, hurry, hurry mindset is we're not able to enjoy where we currently are. And I think Lewis says, oh yeah, it's in Screwtape Letters actually. He talks about all joy and peace and happiness exists in the present. And the present is the point at which time touches eternity. It's just like our lives are existing in the present. Your life isn't in the future. Your life isn't in the past. It's right now. You have to learn to live it now and not trying to hmm. plan to live it in the future. Yeah, that's interesting. That's reminding me. I used to have a little sound bite that would sometimes play in my head. That was yeah. really helpful. And it was just like, what if this is as good as it gets? Mm. What if my life is downhill from here? Yeah. And that's kind of like really pessimistic way to look at it, but it keeps, it keeps you, it pulls you away from that mindset of just like saving stuff for the future and I'll, I'll enjoy my life later. Like 
what if right now this moment is as good as my life is going to be? And I, that made, made me want to enjoy it so much more. And like, whoa, in mm -hmm. that case, I really want to slow down. I want to enjoy this moment as long as I can. Yeah. What if it sucks from here on out? You know, even like rough times, you know, you're pumping gas and it's like, well, maybe that's the worst part of your day. But what if that's as good as your life is going to get from there yeah. on out? You would want to enjoy it as much as you could. What does enjoying it look like when you're pumping gas? For me, if I'm pumping gas and I have this realization like, oh, I'm, I'm stressed because I feel like I wanted to be home by now. And I realize if I'm able to catch myself and realize I'm being impatient and stop and remind myself to enjoy this moment, practically, for me, that looks like literally just taking a breath and looking around. Yeah, and use your senses. Use your senses. Get and out of your head. Be aware of what's happening in the world around you. And I always come back to people because hmm. I love people, man. Yeah. I love watching them. I love meeting new people. And so that's my thing. Like the happiest moments when I'm waiting in line or doing something that most people don't typically enjoy, mm -hmm. I'm always looking and noticing the people around me or the creation, mm -hmm. trees, animals, birds. Those are the other things that bring me joy in the moment. When yeah. I, and so that's what I look for, I guess, if I can stop myself from being impatient and regain that sense of that perspective, yeah. I immediately will start looking like, and with like fresh eyes and mm -hmm. looking at people as people and not as just yeah a obstacles or a cloud around me, yeah. you know? Yep getting grounded with your one of your five senses or all of them and realizing that oh i'm i'm here i'm now mm -hmm. i can enjoy this i can now i can interact with the moment as well it's like start with noticing what's happening around you then appreciate what's happening around you and then maybe get involved with what's happening around you you can participate now you know be a be a piece of it as well absolutely i think one of the things that i really like in this book ruthless elimination of hurry is just the simple way he looks at is like let's take jesus's life as a case study on how do we go against this constant hurry and hustle and what jesus did is he would work like crazy he would heal a bunch of people teach preach and then he would immediately go off and find a deserted place a desert place quiet place quiet place yeah yes um, and so many times we see him doing that. And I think that's really cool because it's, like you said, it's finding the balance. It's not, he didn't do nothing at all. He did a lot of amazing stuff. And almost every time after he did an amazing thing, he set apart quite a big chunk of time to then go be quiet alone and still. He starts out his ministry. And as soon as he starts his ministry, right? Okay. Here is the Messiah. He's starting his ministry. Everybody's ready. And then he goes and spends 40 days in the wilderness. Yeah. 40 days. <laughs> when was the last time you spent 40 days? Never. Never. And even when I go out, like, I just think about you and me have been on a couple backpacking yeah. trips together. And we plan to like, okay, we'll take, we'll take yes. like six days to hike to this place and really enjoy it. We were going to hike. We get two days in. And we're like, let's see how fast and we how far we it. can go. We just book it through this whole thing. We were going to take like six days to yeah. hike from the Grayson Highlands to Damascus, Virginia and back. And we did it in four. 
just because the whole like we got on the second day so we were like let's see how far we can go and yeah. just booked it through as quick as possible you know yeah and it was a lot of fun but yeah just to go out and sit for 40 days and practice it makes me think of that book the practice of the presence of god mm -hmm. and just sitting and talking and listening because that's yeah. the other thing that I think about when we get into this state of hurry and just constantly working for the next thing. Like, hopefully, we're remembering to pray. And for me, I, I, I will remember to pray. My wife helps me a lot when remembering to pray, but very seldomly will I listen. And I'm just like, how can I ever expect to hear what God's trying to tell me if I never stop to listen to what He's saying? And I'll just say, I'll say my prayers to God and then I'll immediately continue with my day. And I never try to even just consider that he might be trying to tell me something, you know? And so that's something I've been trying to work on more is just listening and God, what do you want? What are you trying to tell me? What are you trying to guide me through today? You know, I heard, I think Peter Kreeft, Kreeft who's a philosophy professor in Boston University, he might be retired now. But he's written some amazing books, and I listened to a lecture of his once. I don't know exactly what he said, it was, but it's like, there's nothing, nothing can stop a man who gets down on his knees and just says, God, I'm here, what do you want me to do? You know, it's just like, and we, we never do that, we never stop, and so... But Jesus did, <laughs> and if he needed to get away and spend time listening to God, in a quiet place, even away from his disciples, then we definitely need to as well. It's so arrogant to think that we can get away with just saying a quick prayer before each meal and before we go to bed and never actually listening and be fine. I say get away with like, I'm not saying that we have to do this to be saved or have to, it's not like it's a requirement that, oh, God's not gonna, gonna take care of you. He's not gonna love you if you don't spend time listening to him. It's that it is so beneficial for <laughs> so us. So much better. Your life will be so much better the more of it you give to God and the more you listen to his voice. Like, there's no reason not to other than inadequate excuses that we come mm. up with when we're too focused on our worldly lives. Yeah, I think it's a good indicator that our goals are not what we think they are or what they should be. You know, if because our actions are usually the product of our goals and values. If we at no point have time to stop and listen to God, then it's probably a good reflection that our goals and values are not what they should be. We're not actually valuing that time to stop and listen to God. We're valuing the constant next thing mm -hmm. up on our plate or the, the big goal or accomplishing as many things as we can during the day. An even more concrete example of exactly what we're talking about making that space and time is the practice of sabbath and i grew up definitely with a very relaxed view and practice of sabbath with my family and i think most christians do mm -hmm. because we're not pharisees is <laughs> <laughs> yeah. kind of how we looked at it you know the pharisees took it way too far they did crazy stuff with the sabbath and and made it all about judgment and and it was life-sucking to the people that the Pharisees tried to crack down on. But what if the practice of Sabbath is really life-giving? 
what if God knew what was up when he made that an institute that he gave to man is like, because it's good for us. And so that's something that one of the ways that I've been, both me and Amy have been trying to put into our lives, Mm -hmm. this elimination of hurry is by being very intentional with our Sabbath and really make setting it apart. You know, that's one of the big commandments of the Bible is keep the Sabbath. Um, and again, it's not something that you have to do to, you know, earn your salvation or God's love. But what if it's really, really good for you to take one day out of your week and stop and not do any exactly. work? Exactly. It's not evil or wrong, in my opinion, to go out and cut your grass on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. But I think that if you don't take a day off a week and try and intentionally avoid your email, avoid even social media, yeah. which is not work, yeah. but it's definitely not rest. Yeah, And that's the other part that's hard, but taking a time to avoid those things and be intentional, yeah. intentional rest, it's just good for you. It, yeah. it only benefits yeah. in, in that. And, and that's, you know, Jesus calls it out the Pharisees try to call him and his disciples out for picking some grain on the Sabbath. Yeah. And Jesus is like, you guys are missing the point completely. And he says like Sabbath was created for man, not man for the Sabbath. Like this is life. It's supposed to be life giving rest, not this like nitpicky pick apart. So strict that you can't do anything. Mm -hmm. And I supposed to be enriching your life, not, limiting it yeah. and making you feel like stressed out on the Sabbath yeah. because you're worried you're going to walk too far and break a yeah. commandment. But so like, how do you f- focus on the right things? Because the goal of the Sabbath is not to not pick wheat or not walk certain miles. So what is the goal? And something that's a good start and has been at least for me and Amy and recommended by uh, John Comer. John John Mark Comer. Our old friend John. Old friend John. He got two two disciples named. Double up. Uh, The author of the book really recommended just start by focusing one day and setting it apart for rest and worship. And any activity that you do during that day, ask yourself, is this rest? Is this worship? And Mm -hmm. so that's where the social media thing. That's not work at all. No. But it's not rest. And that's the other thing. Is that worship? That's yeah, the I don't last know. thing I wanted to touch on. I don't know. I think that very much depends on the person. Yeah, But I think exactly. for the majority of us, it is not rest or worship. And yeah. it's, you know, we talked about the quiet place already mm-hmm. and the importance of getting away and spending time listening to God. And, you know, something that he talks about in the book, again, is finding external quiet and internal quiet and i think that that's this my biggest struggle as i've been trying to practice this more is not finding a quiet place i can go sit in my car i can wake up really early and it's silent in the house but finding the quiet in my head after i've filled it with instagram and tiktok videos and whatever else i'm just like my mind is so full of junk and not necessarily like evil anything but just stuff that I don't care about, songs that are catchy songs that I can't stop thinking about, not anything evil in and of itself, but I just cannot get my brain 
to be quiet for a moment and let leave me in peace. It's just jumping from one thing to the other. And it's so it feels like I'm wrestling in my head with my own thoughts, trying to get it to shut up. And I need to practice more because I haven't been practicing and that's why it's so difficult. And trying to spend less time on my phone with those quick I mean, the internet, it's just, it's just new stimulus constantly. And it just trains our brains to avoid boredom at whatever the cost. And that's something else that I've noticed after I've tried to be more intentional with this is if I start to get bored and my phone is within arm's reach, I will pick it up and start be scrolling through something before I even know what happened. I don't even, it's not even conscious and that freaks me out, you know, that I will make a, a move to pick up my cell phone, turn it on, open an app, and start scrolling through things before I even am aware of what I'm doing. It's such a habit, and I'm trying to break it because I don't like that at all, <laughs> and I don't think it's good for us. I think boredom is breeds creativity, and if we want to be creative, we want to be putting things out that are beneficial into the world and not just absorbing content all the time we have to practice we have to practice boredom we have to be okay with letting our minds be bored for a moment yeah which feels really really bad for sure but is your goal in life to never be bored maybe maybe it is that's good for you but hopefully you've got a different goal and hopefully it's a little more meaningful and in that case just be aware of that oh my goal is not to never be bored. I've got a higher goal. Sometimes being bored for a little bit can be, like you say, can breed so much creativity and doing so many other things. The way I've gone about it is instead of like moving your phone, turning it off, do stuff like that, is just like gone through. And one by one, I've like questioned each of the apps that I spend a lot of time on and mm -hmm. been like, do I actually care about this? No. And just took it off the phone. Yeah. And it's made my phone much less appealing. There's one thing now that's fun on my yes. phone. And it's this game that you and that I you, play, yes. that we play together sometimes. And so that's like the one fun thing on my phone. And it's made it much less appealing and easy to just pick up and, yeah. and dive and, into it forever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think that's a great... A point to finish on we recommend you guys pick up this book both of us have made changes to our lives yeah because of reading it um and work on your patience and practice it as a spiritual discipline it takes discipline especially in today's culture yeah um, and if you're too rushed and can't take the time to sit down and read a book maybe that's a big alarm bell that you should sit yes. down and read this book yes it yeah I have recommended books in the past, but this is probably the most impactful book I've read in the last decade wow. of my life. Even more than the Bible. That's a bold statement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, we recommend it. And thank you guys so much for listening. We encourage you to do all these things because we want you to have a more fulfilling life. And that's why we have these conversations and that's why we record them is because we want it to be as beneficial for you guys as it has been for us. Mm. Now, before we go, a quick update on what's been going on. I think it's been a year at least since we uploaded the last episode. Um, yeah, I, and, think, I think coming up more on like a year and a half. Wow. Yeah. Because that was with your dad. 
which was great and is by far our most listened to episode. That is awesome. Yeah. We got to get, so really the problem is us. We just need to get a different speaker in here. (laughs) We'll be passing the podcast off to Edward Summer. Yes. No, we should try to get him to have his own podcast. He might love it. He'd love it. Anyway, completely jumping off topic. Um, We are both currently in Northern California where we've been living. Walter's been here for a year and some change and Mm -hmm. I've been here for eight months or so. And both of us are leaving in the next two weeks. Uh, And we thought when we first were coming out to California that we would record more Talking With Intention and it didn't happen. So I don't know that it will happen (laughs) in the future. I cannot promise you more episodes. I can tell you one of the changes that I've been making is in partially due to this book that we've been talking about is I'm going to try to, I'm going to spend more of my time on the creative endeavors that I really care about, Mm -hmm. one of which is podcasting. So I am going to be doing more podcasting. I'm hoping that Walter and I will be recording some remote episodes while he's in Hawaii. Um, But I'm also, I have a second podcast that focuses on youth ministry called Maximize Youth Ministry. There is currently a website associated with that, but that is coming down. If you go and listen to that podcast, the latest episode, you will hear um, why that that website is coming down, and it has a lot to do with today's conversation. Um, But I am also planning some new upcoming, possible new podcasts, definitely new, more writing. Um, I had a blog at mwcollins.com or .org. I honestly can't remember one of those. Um, where I was posting stories and blog posts about similar topics to the things that we talk about. And that's going to be coming back. So hopefully you guys will enjoy the things that I put out there. Hopefully we'll be doing more talking with intention. But either way, let us know. If you're out there, if you're listening to this, if you want more of these episodes, let us know that you're there and that you're listening because that will be a huge motivator for us to actually put out more more of these. Um, anything that that we make that you like, Send me an email, send me an Instagram message, however you can get in contact with us. I'm sure that I'll put some links in the show notes for you to use. But if you guys just let us know that you're there and we know that you're listening and you're enjoying it, that makes us want to put out more. So thank you guys for listening. I hope you love the show. Walter, you got anything to say? No, just, yeah, slow down and you'll enjoy the rest of your day, every moment of it. Absolutely. Thanks, guys.